So a couple of quick questions. Um, what do you call 50 grown men crying after the Super Bowl? The 49ers. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's actually 40 whiners. Um, no, no, I'm not partial at all, but uh, anyways, I, so I want to stay neutral. I want to stay neutral as much as I can. Um, but anyways, uh, oh, I have it upside down. I didn't even know that because I did it in the dark this morning. There we go. Uh, speaking of the champs, I mean the Chiefs, um, I do want to know that if today the Chiefs do win, I don't know if you're aware of this, but many consider their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, perhaps the GOAT. And the GOAT, of course, now means a greatest only after Taylor. So that's, that's the new acronym there. Uh, anyways, turning to our MVP, the Lord, uh, we have a reading from Mark 9, verses 2 to 9. There it is. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and brought them to the top of a very high mountain where they were alone. He was in, transformed right in front of them. And his clothes were amazingly bright, brighter than if they had been bleached white. Elijah and Moses appeared and were talking with Jesus. Peter reacted to all this by saying to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good that we are here. Let's make three shrines, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't know how to respond, for the three of them were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice spoke from the cloud. This is my son, whom I dearly love. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them not to tell anyone what they had seen until after the human one had risen from the dead. These are the words from our Lord. Yes, Vicki, we pray without ceasing that you have taken on Jeff Johnston. Thank you, Jeff Johnston, for your reading. So here it goes. Was I a Bible fan first, and then a sci-fi, traveling time, backwards and forward fan first? Well, who knows? Because what we're experiencing today in this biblical story is sort of time travel. So if you remember, last week, we just sort of started with Jesus's ministries. Remember, he's doing the healing He's waking up the people, right? He's like, rise and, rise and shine, you live. You know, especially a mother-in-law. We don't always do that, right? right? So, um, so that's happened. But now it is six days later in biblical time. Do, 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 do. And we have now just gone from chapter 2 to chapter 9. And now, like, Jesus is, like, getting and having some weird cosmic, like, you use psychedelics kind of experience with God. And now we're supposed to, like, get that? What, 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 what? Well, let's think of it this way. This is our transition time. This is our time 
to prepare to go into the desert. So let's not get caught up in the cosmicness of it, but let's get caught up in how it honors the time before. So we have Jesus who's going up to pray in the mountain, you know, getting his little getaway time. And then it says, and he was transfigured. So really what it's just saying is it's a moment with God. He and God are like in full understanding. Now, can you think of anybody else in biblical literature who went up to a mountain and had a moment with God, maybe with the burning bush? Right? Moses. So this is a setup to know that when God wants our attention, especially with one of our prophets or one of our teachers, God says, I want some quality time and I'm going to be with you because there is much that you are going to be asked and called to do. So that's our first connection to remind us that Jesus is of the past and connected to the God of the past through our teacher and prophet Moses. Amen? Somebody else did the same. That would be Elijah. He also had his time with God and then was called to serve. And then Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, da 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 So Again, another story to remind us that our God of the past who worked with our teachers and leaders is the God of the now for Jesus. So Jesus has been up to the mountaintop and then he comes on down, kind of like Libby, Jen, and me. We were on a little mountain or a little island. We had a great time and with, with folks and learning new stuff. And then now we have to come back and do the work. Now, Jesus' disciples, remember last week how they were like, hey, hey, people, I'm cool. I hang with Jesus. We're really, yeah, we're the new it thing. Not really getting what it means to be part of the it thing, that there's going to be some things being asked of them. Well, so Jesus comes down from the mountain. He goes, okay, it's time for you now to get into work. But what are they doing? They're arguing amongst themselves on who's better looking. Did you hear that? The disciples were bickering amongst each other. So Jesus is coming back down off the mountain going, look, I'm all white. Look, look. And I, I have been with God. They're like, oh, no, no. We're, we're, we're debating who's going to win. Is it the Chiefs or the 49ers? Jesus says, look, this journey is going to get hard. It's going to get difficult. In fact, I'm going to die. What's Peter's reaction? Oh, let's build some furniture. Let's build some shrines. Doesn't want to deal with it. Jesus again reminding him, no, no, no. You all are called to tell my story, to do my work. They still, they just aren't getting it. And probably sometimes we don't get it either, right? It just seems like it's just, there's so much hurt in the world. There's so much, there are so many other versions of our Christianity that seem to be preaching hate and being, being preaching bullying. That was a workshop we did yesterday. What happens when we are getting bullied by those that feel like we are reading the Bible incorrectly because we believe that it's fully inclusive? Has that ever happened to any of you, right? Right? We get tired, right? We get tired of that. An answer that, um, and that came up in a conversation yesterday. And 
you know when people um, quote scripture to you and then they and then they want you to quote back and so uh, one of the persons said how do you how do you do that and then this other woman said look I don't I don't remember all scripture I just remember what the basics of what Jesus told us in the Jesus story love God with all your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself so that's what Jesus is doing coming down the mountain he says look look disciples I know you really care about the 49ers and the chiefs but we're gonna have to go a little further and let an oppressed and depressed and unwelcome group of folks know that I said that my story is to love your neighbor can you do that for me and then he says they're like oh I don't know if we can do it right Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John, come on, you're my besties. You're my besties. You can do this. All I want you to do is be the one to tell the story. Don't tell about my miracles. I don't want you to speak of that, he says, to be silent. I just want you to the, tell the story of what my message is. Love the Lord God with all your soul, all your might, and love your neighbor as yourself you don't change your neighbor you love your neighbor it's so simple but so difficult isn't it so that's why today we pate now in our honor of being uh, ecumenical as well as interfaith Mardi Gras as we know is mostly a Catholic tradition but I and then you, what do we Protestants do eat pancakes right so really we could have had a pancake pancake breakfast but no let's sing and dance amen and that's what this transfiguration Sunday is about it is to it is to enjoy it is to realize that God is in the light is in the colors that we can dance and that we can sing it is also this great ritual for us to remember we are going to transition and we're going to spend 40 days pondering our relationship with God we are pondering how we can be intimate with God we're pondering how we can get rid of distractions that keep us from God and um, as I've told some of you before and remember you don't have to give up chocolate to ponder God because all you're doing is thinking oh I'm not having that piece of chocolate no have that piece of chocolate and maybe open up the Bible and have a nice little scripture reading and remember how God has been in the lives and interacting with people who are struggling and can't make sense of an unjust world. God's been doing it for 6,000 years and, or so. So have that piece of chocolate and get good with God. But what's really distracting you? Now, this is what I would love to talk with college students about. Can you get off your device for two hours a day? Well, now I'm saying it to me. <laughs> but can you, can you do that? That's another thing that we Protestants do and how we understand as we are going to get ready to transition into Lent is it's not what we give up, it's what we take on. Maybe we will take on a Bible study on Wednesday night at 5. Maybe we'll do one online at noon on the same day. Look, look for more announcements on that. What can we do? Maybe we will go volunteer somewhere that we haven't volunteered before so we can be a witness. Maybe... 
uh, we will write a letter to a school board that has been banning books or been telling that you, we cannot have LGBTQI um, communities. It doesn't take much. Just take on something that you haven't been doing because that's all Jesus wants you to do is to actively love your neighbor as yourself. So take time to meditate more in these next 40 days. Take time to fast from whatever distracts you from getting closer to God. Take time to be in community, and we can think of ways of inviting others. Because one thing I learned this weekend, the world is hurting and needs us more than ever. You have been transfigured. Now go forth and love as Jesus has taught us to love. Amen? Amen.